K296FT West Haven, serving Portland at 107.1 FM, and K219KU Nehalem, serving Nehalem, Manzanita, and Rockaway Beach at 91.7 FM, streaming live and archived at xray.fm. Radio is yours. And now, it's time for Blazer's Edge. Blake to inbound. The Blazers have a 20-second timeout. Nate McMillan deciding whether to use it. Blake now throws to Roy. Brandon, a three-pointer out front. Hit it! Yes, he did! Oh, yeah! Batum throws to Lillard. A three for the game. Hey, hey, welcome into another edition of Blazers Edge Radio right here on X-Ray FM. I am your host, Ryan Buchanan, joined by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Sam Arnold. We got Steven Glickman working hard behind the scenes, running the boards, doing a fine job as always. And uh, gentlemen, it's been a, a couple weeks since we've been on the air and the uh, Blazers still look like hot garbage. So uh, <laughs> nothing much has changed uh, this year as the Blazers now have lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Haven't looked particularly good in any of them uh, outside of that overtime game against Detroit. Um, I would say lost. <laughs> <laughs> still lost against Detroit. Yeah, they uh, – God, I mean – and I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we had Dylan Sage on, but I – uh, we weren't expecting a good year coming in, but the the just agonizing part about this is that you're not even developing yeah. at this point. Is this is just another completely lost year where you're not even your your timeline? It feels like hasn't even started yet. Like mm-hmm. how many of these lost seasons do we have to go through before you're not even kind of developing the culture and what? I mean, I, I think Scoot and Shaden have played less than ten games together. Uh, as a as a duo this year, and that was supposed to be the big takeaway from this year, right? Is yep. get those guys together because they're your future. Well, they haven't even hardly played together. They've been, you know, in and out of the lineup at, at different times. Shaden Sharp almost certainly done for the rest of this season um, with that core injury. Uh, Scoot's been out for a few games now. Who knows when he's coming back? I mean, also, I mean, can we just talk about the uh, the medical staff for the Blazers because? The, uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. One of three things has to be true in regard to all of these injuries. Either the Blazers have the worst luck in NBA history, mm-hmm. they have an incompetent medical staff, mm-hmm. or they're making up injuries, mm. which they've done before. Or all three. Um, all three could be true. <laughs> I feel like the least likely is the luck part. Okay. I think that it's a combination of making up injuries and that there's something not right with the whatever is whatever they're doing is not working because guys are going down at an alarming rate. Yeah, I mean, a, a bunch of guys are hurt across the NBA, but it just seems like 
with the Blazers, and it's guys that get one injury and then another, and it's just a, you know, Malcolm Brogdon was out with an illness, and then all of a sudden he's got elbow tendonitis, and it's like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. So I, th- I think it, I mean, and I, I get that that's now kind of the built-in excuse as well, you know, the injuries, and but I, I'm sick and tired of hearing the excuses. Like, at some point, do something to try to try to get this better, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't just sit every year and go, well, we got everybody got hurt again. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's I mean they they've got to try something different at this point. I don't know if that's just bringing in an entirely new medical staff, training staff, because this is just to the point where it's like, you know, this is three straight years now where we're in in February and it's a, uh, you know, who's who of of G League players that are coming in and out of the lineup, and right. it's just like, at, at what point is enough enough? Yeah, you know, it's. It's it's disappointing to say the least, um, and I think for the biggest reason, like you mentioned earlier, because we're not getting that development that we all wanted. And I think the most frustrating thing to me is Scoot not playing because he clearly played in the All Star Rising Stars game. Yeah, he exactly. was not injured. He's exactly. fine. So what, so what happened? Yeah. So they're they're flat out just lying to us. Which honestly, I'm amazed the NBA hasn't fined them for that because this is like. Like, what did he well, do in between they've that They've demonstrated that? that they'll only fine you if you come out and say what you're doing, a- yeah. a.k.a. Jason Kidd. As long as you play the game and make up injuries, they won't say a word. Yeah. But, yeah, that's – I mean, that's the other – like, yeah, he's – what are we calling it? An abductor. He's not going to yeah. play tonight. He's out with an abductor injury. It feels like they're just spinning a wheel and making yeah, up <laughs> – exactly. And, and that kind of goes back to my point where the medical staff – but so if – if you are just making up injuries, then it just makes your medical staff look incompetent, yep. uh, and that's not doing them any favors. So right. it's like, you know, what's going on here? What would you think about if if teams were required to have impartial uh, medical staffs that weren't like a team medical staff, right. but like an NBA affiliate medical staff? I don't Absolutely. know that that would make... Absolutely. There's got to be a crackdown on yeah. this, really, around the week, because the Blazers are not the only team that do this. Oh, no. Every single I mean, team it's, does Yeah, it. and it's it's just brutal. Yeah. It's, for the, it's bad for the product. Absolutely. I mean, when you've got... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, something's got to be done about this because this is—it really is like an epidemic across yeah. the NBA, yeah. and the Blazers have been as bad as anybody over the last handful of years. And something's got to be done because, yeah, making up injuries it, it, at that point, it's like, okay, then play sixty games. If nobody's yes. going to play, yes. if nobody's going to play eighty games, why are we going through the exactly through the charade of doing it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Words, they've got to do something about this because it's—I mean, these these games are unwatchable sam yeah and it's not just tanking teams it's every team it's it's teams who want their stars to rest and if stars need a rest that's fine like i'm all four players not getting injured and for seeing a team's best lineup as often as we can so shorten the season (laughs) i mean it's 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 it seems like it's common sense at this point and it's amazing that nothing's been done about this because this has been getting worse and worse every single year yep it gets worse every year. You're right. And um, I think that it's got to go back to you've got to revamp the lottery system because mm-hmm. right now teams are rewarded for doing this, right? Yep. So, yep. I, yeah, something's got to be done. I don't I don't know what the answer is, but, I mean, yeah, the fact that we're not even seeing Scoot Henderson play during this disaster exactly. of a season is it's just a, another completely lost year. And yeah. it's just such a – it's like, where are you going? Right. Like, where, what is the path here? Because at this point, you know – 
five years from now, maybe we're going to finally see Scoot and Shaden together. And right. it's like they're 30 years old, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, yeah. for God's sake, Stephen. I just want it for reference. I had an adductor strain. It is a real thing. But with treatment, my adductor strain, and I'm an old man, mm-hmm. healed within a week. Okay. And, and I feel like thing. we've got a lot of these adductor strains, too. They're, are they contagious? Everybody keeps getting them. <laughs> It was the same thing with uh, the year they got Bledsoe and everybody was going down with Achilles. Yeah. Soreness yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. It's like yeah. they, they pick a, a term for the year that that's going to be the carte blanche if uh, somebody needs to be out. It this like, year, it's abductor. Yeah. It was like strained groin before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's it going to be next year? Yeah. You know? We'll find out. <laughs> In lower, all likelihood, we Lower back will. soreness or something? I mean, yeah. God. And here's yeah. the thing. Like, obviously... They they have a list of of like approved injuries or whatever. Like there's there's a, a an encyclopedia of injuries that they can use for this, and I don't doubt that any of those injuries are real and painful. I just don't think they actually have those injuries. I think this is just a hundred percent fabricated because Scoot Henderson looked fine. <laughs> like, yeah. When did this happen? That's what I want to know. And if if it did happen, if he is actually injured, then that raises some really alarming questions about your training practices, about your medical team, exactly. and about how yeah. you're how you're dealing with players in non game situations. Because all of these seems to happen in non game situations, or at least most of them. Yeah. So either you're you're extremely unlucky, you're incompetent, or you're lying. And yeah. I don't think you're unlucky. Not, <laughs> I think not that this is, year. Not this year. With Shaden. With Shaden. Years, well, you've also, I mean, we talked about it when they were playing him 45 minutes a night, that yeah, this guy's going to get hurt. That's and true. what happened? He yeah. got hurt. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I mean, you could see that You could see that coming from a mile away. Yeah. So I, it's like, it, it just, and that goes back into to incompetence, where somebody's got to step in and say, you know, it's clearly not going to be Chauncey, but somebody's got to yeah. step and say, you can't be playing a 45 minutes night because now what? You get, uh, how many games did he end up playing this year? 30? Oh, if that. Let me see how many he played this year. Because Scoot's at 37, 32 okay. for Shaden Sharp. Uh, sorry, Scoot's at 43. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 32 games for Shaden Sharp. So, yeah. assuming he doesn't come back, which I don't think he will, missed 50 games this year. Due to injury. Yeah. At 20 years old in his second year. Yeah. After playing 80 games last year. Yeah. Leading the league in minutes per game when in that early stretch of the season when yep. we were saying, what are you doing? Stop running this guy into the <laughs> ground because something's going to happen and it's going to result in a long-term injury. Oh, guess what happened? Surprise, surprise. Yep, long-term it's, injury. It's just so frustrating, man. Like, for, for fans and for us – talking on the radio to to be able to see this coming months in advance and for a professional coaching staff and training staff to just turn a blind eye to it it's just frustrating because like we really care about where this team is going we really care about the future of this team and for for this staff to just throw that aside and say ah whatever well it just it just reeks of a general incompetence across the board for this franchise exactly that's that's what you're seeing is that and this is again when you talked about okay you traded Damian Lillard you got you know it looked like a big haul at the time it doesn't look as big now yeah um certainly you know Robert Williams has been Mm -hmm. a complete bust Mm -hmm. um so far you haven't been able to capitalize anything on Malcolm Brogdon now he's quote-unquote hurt Mm -hmm. you know and you did so you didn't trade him you held on to him to have him sit on your bench. Yeah. When Scoot's not even playing yep. either, and it's just, 
uh, you got Ashton Haggins out there playing. I mean, it, it's just a it's just a frustrating situation because it doesn't matter about the good talent you have if there's nothing in place for them, if you don't have a winning culture in place. And right now there is a losing culture permeating this team, and there has been for years now. And it's gotten even worse now because your one kind of thing you could hang your hat on, your one piece of respectability as a franchise was Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. Now that he's gone, you don't have anything. You're just irrelevant. At yeah. this point, and yeah. you're you're irrelevant with, and I'm not seeing a path forward. I mean, everybody's got good young players, right? Yep. How many years has Orlando had good young players, and they yeah. don't go anywhere? Right. So right. it's like you've got to have something in place. You can't just say like, okay, we got Scoot and Shaden, and you know, five years from now we'll cash it in for a championship. It's like you you got to do you got to do something else. Yeah. You can't just stockpile good young players, and they've got to actually be able to play, and they've got to be able to play together. Yep. And you've got to have a good coach in place. You've got to have good management in place. Uh, you got to have ownership, like solid invested ownership, and right now you don't have any of that. Yeah. So it's just it's another lost year for the Blazers, and it's frustrating because it's like, where does this go? You know, it seems to me as this is going to be in a few years, you lose Shaden and Scoot to free agency, and you're mm-hmm. starting over again. Yeah, it's like that's kind of how it looks. Is uh, I don't feel like you're still not really building towards anything. You're you when you talk about a rebuild, you've got to actually start building. Right, right, right now you're just a you're just a demolished building, and it's just sitting there rotting. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's what it is right now. Like you're not, you're, you haven't laid down a foundation for something new. It's like there's just there's just ruins left in place, and it's just like, ah, uh, we'll get to it someday, yep. right? And it's just like, ah, uh, so frustrating. Just another lost year. Well, and it's it's even more frustrating because when you do think about the approach of like. Oh, we'll be good in a few years. There's a lot of teams who are going to be way better than us in a few years still. Look at the Thunder. The Thunder could be perennially at the top of the NBA for the next decade even. I mean, that's a very young team still. All of them are not in their prime yet, hypothetically. So if we're not even on pace with a team like that or even remotely close. You don't have anywhere near the young amount of talent. Nowhere. Okay, see. Nowhere near. And that's the difference with – how to deal with a rebuilding franchise because those first couple of years in OKC, you were like, Ooh, this is, this is bad, but you could see the potential a little yeah. bit. You don't see any potential that you've got Ant and, and Jeremy Grant running the show. And yeah. it's like, Jeremy Grant's not part of this team's future. No, mm-hmm. no. So what, what are you doing Portland? I don't, yeah, I, I, I think that's the issue is that I don't think they know what they're I don't doing. think they and do. It's just, and really this, this, this uh, this anger comes following uh, Sunday night's game against the terrible Charlotte Hornets when yeah. the Blazers scored 80 points and got beaten badly by a horrible Hornets team, 93-80 to 80 on their home court. And, Sam, they shot 3 of 32 from three-point land. That is good for 9%. Jeez. <laughs> Oof. And you're playing DeAndre Ayton, Jeremy Grant, and Anthony Simons. And you're scoring 80 against the terrible Hornets. Like, and Ant had an awful game. Four of 20. I mean, this this could have been his worst game ever, honestly. I mean, you're looking at four of 21 from the field, 0 of 8 from three-point land. Uh, DA actually had a really good game, mm-hmm. one of his best games the Blazer uniform. He was really the only one who could get anything going, though. Uh, he had 26 and 19 because, you know, Grant had 15 points, but he was 6 of 18 from the field, 1 of 6. Just two rebounds. He did have five assists. Uh, also had five turnovers to Jeremy Grant. And you know you're you're talking about uh, your bench unit being Tybal, Walker, and Duop Reef. 
and then Ashton Higgins for a little bit. I mean, I don't know where you go from here. Yeah. Because, and this leads back to the other point about, you know, you said like, oh, well, they'll be good in a few years, that that's kind of the thinking mm-hmm. around the team. Every team thinks that. Mm-hmm. And how many of them are never any good? Yeah. A lot. A lot. Most, right? most, most of them. them, right? Charlotte thinks they're going to be yeah. good in a few years, right? Yeah. And they have been for a few years now, and they're still not. I mean, so it's how many years did Sacramento think that they were going to be good for a few years and took them 20 years to get yeah. back to the playoffs, right? right? right. So it's not, it's not just a matter of, okay, we've got some good young players. We're going to be good in a couple years here. It's like you gotta you got to take active steps to, to, you know, not just improve your roster, but improve your, your whole franchise. Yeah. And I'm watching the game on a – on Sunday night, and then the broadcast, and, and they've got a tough job trying to talk <laughs> nicely about the product, right? Because they're employed by the Blazers. I yeah. get it, but they're talking about the halftime performance for most of the second half because there's nothing on the court right. that's worth talking about. They're selling the halftime. You're you're going to watch the the band perform at halftime, right? <laughs> it's like really, this yeah, is what we're bad. this is what we're resorting to. I mean, God, this is just it's brutal, and I think that. It's time for Blazer fans to really voice their disapproval yeah. of this. It's like it's a, this is not this is not a winning team. This is not a um, a formula for success. And I think that Blazer. I mean, whether that's not going to games or whatnot. I mean, I know that we've always. I don't know if you saw the the TV numbers are drastically down this year, and that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know attendance is down because I've been to one game, I think, and it was, you know, the only reason... We went to the Wembignama game, and yeah. the only reason anybody was at that game was to see oh, yeah. Victor Wembignama. Right. I know you've been to a few more, and there's not a lot of people showing up at these games. Yeah, I went I went to the Timberwolves game on Tuesday, which was actually a good game. That was a competitive game for most of it. Um, and it was still maybe, maybe 60% full, maybe, and that's the see that's the number one team of the West. Yeah. Year. So yeah. I know people maybe not going to see the Timberwolves, but yeah. Right. Sixty percent. So that's not gonna cut it. Um Steven brings up a good point. So three of thirty two from three point land. Uh well, pull that up one more time, Steven. Uh two of those threes, uh two of the three were made in the last three minutes. Oh jeez. So they were one of uh like twenty some odd for a while. Yeah. So. I got another fun fact for you here okay. that I just pulled up. This game, 80 points, second lowest scoring game in the NBA this season. Yeah, because scoring has exploded. So to right. get 80 points now is... Do you know who has the first place? Is it the Blazers? It's the Blazers. 77 points against the Thunder. Against the Thunder. Back on January I remember 11th. that game. We yeah. all remember that. Remember that was a bad that one. Game. That was the game they lost by almost 50 yeah. points, if I'm not mistaken. So the Blazers have the top two spots. So you say there's scoring. too much. Uh, yeah, everybody's complaining there's too much offense in the NBA. Yeah, you're not watching the you're right team. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> you got to turn on the Blazer games because if you want offense, that's where you're not going to yeah. get it. The so, problem is there's no defense. There's either. also not any defense, which is not yeah again not a great recipe for success. No. Yeah, if you're sick and tired of all the scoring in the modern NBA. Do yourself a favor and, and turn on the Blazers every once in a while, and it'll uh, sober you up a little bit. But, yeah. again, don't look for any defense either because we don't play that here. No. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. So, now, let's talk about the Hornets. Uh-huh. This is a weird team, Sam, because, you know, it looked like they had nothing going. It was LaMelo Ball. You didn't know if he was going to stick around. Then they re-signed him. They drafted Brandon Miller, who's been pretty good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you've got Miles Bridges back in the fold. 
and we, you know, we had kind of assumed that uh, he was done. Yeah, right? you would you would hope he, he would have been done. Yeah, he, he sat out a year with the egregious um, uh, domestic violence uh, incident that he had a couple years ago, and you figure that he was pretty much out of the league at that point. And now all of a sudden he's back and. Uh, Seems like they're gonna. <laughs> they held on to him at the deadline. Seems like they're gonna, you know, re up him, and and he's part of their part of their team. So now yeah. looking at this team, it's like you got Lamelo, Brandon Miller, and then my I mean, Lamelo's hardly even played this year. But mm-hmm. him, Bridges, and Miller. I mean, how does this team look going forward? That's kind of a weird. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not good. Um, even with Lamelo on this team, I I mean obviously he adds a lot to this team. He's by far their best player. Um, even with a healthy LaMelo, this is not a competitive team yet. So, I don't know. I, I feel like Charlotte is, is kind of in the same boat as like teams like the Blazers that we were talking about earlier where you're not really sure what they're doing or where they're going. I mean, it's it's hard for a team like Charlotte to attract players, as it is for Portland, all these small market teams. Um, Charlotte has been a historically terribly run franchise. Yeah. Um, now, by the way, Blazer fans – this this is your future. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> is is the, the Hornets. Yep. Right? Yep. This is what you're on the verge of is becoming right. the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. I mean, I I like Brandon Miller for this team a lot. I I've been He came in with his own baggage as well. Yeah, he did. He did. That's kind of the the Hornets way, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. Um but yeah, I mean, he's looked really strong especially recently. Um so I I think this team has some potential. I, I don't want to say anything good about Miles Bridges, so I'm just not going to. Okay. Um, I just don't like that guy at all. Uh, again, really surprised he's still in the league, but, you know, it is what it is. I guess that's also the Charlotte way. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think this team is just kind of confused with what they're doing going forward. They're probably really hoping to get a guy like Alex Saar in the draft this year. I think that would make them quite a bit better because they're, they're – their big man rotation is is strange. I mean, in this game, Nick Richards was the high scorer, right. which doesn't happen. Well, but... Mark Williams is their center of the future, but yeah. he's been out since December with a back injury. So, I mean, right. yeah, Richard played the game of his life. Yeah. This it's, is a strange team. It's very strange. It's just, yeah, it it's, it's very reminiscent of kind of where the Blazers. So what you're looking is, yeah, you've got all this young talent, but it's, there's like no system in place. So yeah. it's like they're just bad every year and – and they hope that next year they'll be better, and they never are. Right, right, and that's kind of that's the path I see the these Blazers going down is turning into a Charlotte, where you just have this young talent, and they end up, you know, they stay for their rookie contract and end mm-hmm. up leaving, or mm-hmm. you know, like the case of Lamelo, you stick around, but you know, are they ever are the team's ne- never getting better? Right, yeah. How long is he going to stick around, Charlotte? That'll yeah. be that'll be interesting to watch. Um, but the difference with a team like Charlotte is, you didn't get a huge load of of assets from a Damian Lillard trade. So the Blazers are in much more of a, you better get competitive quick because you actually have pieces that could make you competitive. This is just, I mean, this is a team that coming into the season, there were, there were hopes of, Oh, this, this might actually be a a team that can upset some good teams this year. Right. I didn't think they'd be 15 and 41. No, no. I didn't think they'd be very good, but I didn't with the, especially with the veteran talent exactly. that they have and the fact exactly. that you're playing those guys like a grant and Aiden, there's no way you should be this bad yeah absolutely not yeah it's just uh 
it's just not a good situation. That's all there is to say. Uh, the Heat are in town tonight. This was supposed to be the marquee game of the year because this was uh, this game was originally, I think, supposed to be on TNT because yeah. this was uh, Damian Lillard was supposed to be the Heat. Right. This was supposed to be his big return. Um, that is not the case. But um, as I'm looking online here at ESPN, as we like to do, I'm seeing you can go to the next three games, Sam. Um, now, now, you'd have to travel to Memphis for two of them. But uh, <laughs> the game here tonight, I'm seeing the tickets are, are going for as low as two dollars that is the new lowest i've seen yeah it keeps going down wow i mean i remember we doing this a few years ago and it was like as low as twelve dollars and whatnot yeah. and it keeps it we're down to two wow you can't get what <laughs> i'm waiting for the day where it says tickets free you know because we're, we're getting there right I mean, just open open the gig just please show up and, and and buy a snack or something and uh, <laughs> but t- tickets as low as two dollars here. If you want to go down to Memphis, tickets are, are I, I guess, as low as two dollars there for the double dip uh, this coming weekend against the Memphis Grizzlies, um, who are playing basically none of their key guys except yeah. Jaron Jackson. Everybody's everybody's hurt. Right. Uh, Jaws out for the year. Bain, he's been out. I yeah, I mean, I stopped paying attention to kinda, Memphis. Kind of no ago. updates on Bain. Yeah, uh, just I continue. Would guess I mean, same he's same out. boat yeah. as, as the I think it's uh, it, we're. Uh, about time for Jaron Jackson to get a phantom injury yeah. and go down. Yeah, and we're we're on that time. They're playing. They're, they're an interesting team though because I have been watching them a little bit and the guys that are getting a chance, like a, um, particularly Gigi Jackson, mm-hmm. rookie, yeah. playing really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some guys on this Vince team, Williams. That, Vince Williams, thank yep. you, yeah, that are taking advantage of their opportunities of you know just a and that and you want to talk about a team just decimated yep. by injuries and yeah, guys like a Vince Williams who was named to the Rising Stars game. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and then uh, again, yeah, the uh, Gigi Jackson, yeah, who was a, and good. I liked him out of um, South Carolina. He he's a uh, similar to like a Brandon Miller is when you watched him, just not mm. quite as polished. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's playing really well. He's shooting, you know, thirty eight percent from three, uh, playing upwards of you know twenty minutes a night now. Uh, as a second round pick, he was forty fifth overall, and he's averaging double digit points. So. Um, if you're looking for something to watch, you know, in, with the Blazers going forward, those games against uh, Memphis, um, and Memphis has been sneaky, like not as bad as they really should be, right? They're yeah. still like, I feel like they're still fighting, and that's what you want to see from the Blazers. That, that's what, yeah, that's the difference between the Blazers and like now the Grizzlies is. Yeah. You know, teams that have been decimated by injuries, but one of them seems like they're still invested. One of them seems like they're going through the motions. Because here's the other thing is. You think about this Grizzlies team next year with healthy jaw and healthy Bane and a Jaron Jackson who will, like we were talking about, no doubt get a phantom injury at some point. So with a healthy I'm roster, he's still playing. yeah, me too. And you're developing all these young pieces now. This yeah. Memphis team is going to be very good next year, I think. Yeah, because I mean these guys are you know a Gigi Jackson and because he was a top recruit and then Vince if you're mm-hmm. not you know you're not they're not going to be starting but if you can get those guys coming off your right. bench and now they've got some big time experience yeah they're all of a sudden you know things are things are not as bad in Memphis as they looked at the start of the year you know I think it mm-hmm. helped that uh, I do think it helped that Jaw was able to come back for a few weeks and if you remember during that stretch they actually looked really good yeah, they did and I think that kind of gave them the confidence that okay. This we can we can reset the course here, right? Because it was looking like, oh my God, this thing's gonna blow up with everything yeah. going around with John Morant and all right. that. And now I feel like you're back to, if I'm a Grizzlies fan, I'm still feeling pretty good. Next year is gonna be key. You want to see how they look next year, but I, I think that 
you're you're feeling a little bit better than you were at the at the start of the year when it seems like the sky was completely falling. Right, exactly. I got a real quick just since we were talking about ticket prices, I got to air one of my one of my other grievances okay. about the team this year. If you are trying that hard to get rid of your tickets and attendance, because we see these attendance numbers, they're mm-hmm. still like, oh, yeah, it was, we had 90% attendance. Like, no, you didn't. I was at the game. You're right, yeah. Like, come on. Why are we not moving people down closer to the action? Like, why are we forcing people who are <laughs> – only able to afford cheap tickets to these games, especially now that they are so cheap. Like, it, more people can yeah, go. Yeah, basically anybody pay is just general admission at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, charge more for the 100 level. Also, but it looks better that, on TV on. that the stands aren't exactly. empty. Well, and that was the other thing is, you know, at that Timberwolves game, it was, like, quiet in there. Yeah. I could I could talk quieter than I'm talking right now and be heard. And yeah. that should not be the case no. in a sports arena. Like, move everybody down. Make it feel like it, it's at least a home crowd. Like it, right. it feels like they're playing to an well, open gym. I think, yeah, and that's the point: is the the pride's got to set in. At yeah. some point, you've got to you've got to take some pride in this. That you're a professional sports right. team. Right. Start acting like one. Yep, yep. Because I remember, I I think it was right after the Rockets traded James Harden. I remember watching a couple of those games on TV, and you would see the crowd, and it would just be empty seats everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned, like, the Pelicans. You you went to a Pelicans yep. game, and it, it felt like that. And the Blazers arena is starting to feel like that. Yep. Like, why it not? It really is. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you know? noticed a difference over the last few years going to game. There yeah. is not the energy. Not at all. You have lost that all. energy. And even just around town, yep. just, you know, talking about the Blazers and whatnot is – they're just not as big a deal. Because they're – because I yeah. mean, and this is what happens when you're tanking for three straight years. Right. It's just you're losing – People are losing interest. Well, and what a, what a team like Portland has to realistically co- be concerned about is relocation because this is a small market no. team. If we keep tanking and fan numbers go down and ticket sales go down and merch sales go down, the NBA is going to look at this and say, you know, we have been trying to get a team into Vegas. We have been mm-hmm. trying to get a team back to Seattle. So let's let's not make that the Blazers, please. Yeah. I mean, this is it's it's getting bad. By the way, I have an update. Yeah. I regret to inform you. I don't know if this is this is our fault. Uh, the, the ticket prices just jumped for the game tonight. They're oh. up to they're now going for as low as three dollars. Oh wow! So they've got, oh, there's wow. been a there's been a mad rush wow. on the on the market, and they've gone up a dollar. So wow. we will we will uh, monitor that situation closely and get you an update. <laughs> what what can we get this to five bucks by the end of the show? How about that? <laughs> if we can just get this up, just go on there and get a few tickets and uh, let's get this up. Let's uh, give it a little respectability. How about that? It's like we're back in fun drives. Yeah, yeah. Memphis is only Memphis is going for two dollars. We can go for at least five, right? Yeah. Come on, we can, we can get this. This Come is on. a basketball town. This is Come the on. Miami yeah. Heat. Yeah, three dollars for the. This is a team that was in the Eastern finals conference, a few years ch- ago. reigning Eastern Conference champions, Miami Heat. We can get for as low as $5 at least, right? It was two. It's up to three. We'll see what we can do. Real quick before we break, Sam, uh, one positive note Yeah. Uh, with the Blazers. One I positive note. I need it. Note. I need it. Well, and it's not even real. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think of it, it's not really <laughs> positive. Um, I, the, well, okay, the positive is Chris Murray is playing. Uh-huh. Yep. The negative is he doesn't look very good. No. But, but – the positive, the other positive, I was thinking is despite the fact that, you know, the shooting numbers are awful, 
So from that perspective, he doesn't look very good. But a lot of the intangibles that I see with him, he does look really good. Yeah. You know, good at handling the ball, his skill set. Um, he's aggressive. He's got a great handle. Uh, his shot looks good. You mm-hmm. know, it's not falling, but the form looks good. So I think that is a promising development that he's finally getting to play. And you would have liked to see that before now. Yeah, it's it's really strange. But he because, started the last two games, and yeah, typically when you don't play a, a player all season, when they come in, they they're just on fire, right? <laughs> right. No, I mean, come on, this is, we we all knew this was going to happen when he finally yeah. gets minutes. Dude's played like what mo- the most before these last couple games is probably like what fifteen minutes or something in a game, maybe yeah. a little more than that. But he barely cracks the rotation most nights, and this was a guy that. I think a lot of people in Portland were pretty excited about coming in and potentially being a guy who can fill a role. Well, you figured, yeah, he's the kind of guy that could, and even a guy that could step in this year and yeah. do something. He yeah. just never really got Absolutely. the chance. And I, I look also at this this team. It's like Jabari Walker was starting; he was playing well. And now he's coming off the bench. It's like you know, Tamani yep. Kamara's back in the starting lineup. It's I don't know what we're doing here. It's uh, but I mean, your thoughts on just watching Chris over the last couple games? Yeah, I mean, clearly you you hope the shot starts falling more, but I mean, we saw that kind of with Keegan early on too. Like he was—that's a he very was, good point. He yeah, he's been up and down really. Yeah, um, over his two years. So you just need Chris Murray to be a to fill this role of a guy who can play good defense because he has looked decent on defense, and like yeah. you mentioned, a lot of the intangibles are there. I feel like early in the season when he was getting any run at all, he he looked pretty lost out there. He does not look lost. Yeah, so yeah. I, we're seeing improvement, and I, I'm all for getting him more run and getting him acclimated to, to being out on an NBA floor and playing in an NBA system because he hasn't really gotten a chance to do that this year. So I'm all for it. I wish it would have been 20 games ago. Right, yeah. It's What were you doing in that yeah. time frame? Yeah. But. All right, that's enough Blazers. That's all I got in me for the Blazers. We're going to move on to the rest of the NBA. Um, so, yeah, there's your there's your tiny dose of uh, positivity that yeah. we can give you on this show. I, but, I mean, look, the team is 15 and 41. How much how much positive yeah. can you talk about? Right? Yeah. Let's, let's just hope we, we get lucky with a draft pick again this year. And that they stay healthy. Yeah. Because uh, that's the key, right. too, is right. they got to actually play. Right. Uh, you can't just draft them and then let them sit on the bench. So they yeah. got to stay yeah. healthy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's hope for that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And coming up on the other side, we'll have our three questions brought to you by New Deal Distillery. This is Blazers Edge Radio on X-Ray FM. Support for X-Ray comes from Beeline Urban Delivery. Beeline supports businesses with access to zero-emission delivery, warehousing, and advertising services. More at b-linepdx.com. Support for X-Ray FM comes from New Deal Distillery, located in southeast Portland for over 15 years. New Deal Distillery makes craft vodka, gin, bourbon, rye, rum, liqueurs, and more. New Deal spirits are available in their tasting room as well as cocktail lounges and liquor stores near and far. For more information, visit newdealdistillery.com or their tasting room at 900 Southeast Salmon Street. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Spielman Bagels and Coffee. Opened by Rick Spielman and his son Raf, Spielman has been serving handmade boiled and baked bagels and coffee since 2011. Their flagship store can be found on Southeast 21st and Division, or find one of their other shops on Northwest 23rd and Lovejoy, Northeast 22nd and Broadway, or in Multnomah Village. Back at it here on Blazers Edge Radio. 
you know, I didn't intend to just come on and complain about the Blazers for a half hour, <laughs> but you know, that game, that Hornets game got me, man. I mean, I watch yeah. all these games and I, you know, I, I have no expectations, but every once in a while there's a game that just just gets to you yeah. right these are these are tough to watch and i feel like if i have to watch them i at least can come on and complain about them for for half an yeah. hour right yeah, we're okay. allowed that okay and you can too uh via the x-ray <laughs> text line 971-220-5979 that's 971-220-5979 via the x-ray text line we want to hear your thoughts with the blazers about the uh the NBA at large, as we're going to get into that more here, uh, you know, your your thoughts. Maybe you're uh, excited to, to go to the Heat game tonight. Let us know. Maybe you're going to go down to Memphis and take advantage of those cheap tickets down there. Uh, so once again, 971-220-5979. And with that, it is now time for three questions brought to you by New Deal Distillery. New Deal has been located in southeast Portland since 2004. They make craft vodka, gin, bourbon, rye, rum, liqueurs, and more. Their spirits are available in their tasting room at 900 Southeast Salmon Street. Both cocktail lounges and liquor stores near and far. As always, more information is available at NewDealDistillery.com. And, Stephen, what is our first question this week? Okay, I just want to warn you that I'm kind of going to really put some extra spice on this question for you. Okay. Okay. With a slam dunk contest which has become meaningless, with a defense-free game and also arguably a meaningless MVP award for the game, is All-Star Weekend fixable? I appreciate that editorial, Stevens. You going off script there. I like it. <laughs> is it fixable, Sam? Uh, it's uh, you know, I think he pretty much touched on it, you know. The dunk contest has sucked for a while. We know that. We keep watching. We know it's going to suck. We still watch. Then we complain about it. Eh, Whatever. But the All-Star game and and the weekend in general, it's just... I want to know if we can fix it because the game is still the worst part, right? And it gets... I don't know. I I know they have sucked for a while, but this game felt felt especially bad. And I, I feel like maybe we say that every year and we might. It maybe it just gets worse it, every year. It gets worse. Okay, yeah. but yeah, it just felt especially bad this year. Just, just boring, really, yeah, to watch. I mean, and you know, guys are scoring two hundred. Teams are scoring two hundred points, but it's like, you know, you're basically watching a, a glorified shooter. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's not fun, yeah. right? It's supposed to be entertaining. There's nothing entertaining about it. Um, you mentioned a you know a meaningless MVP award. Damian Lillard won the MVP, but uh, it was good for him. I'm happy for him, but didn't really mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there is no juice to it. Yeah, who cares? Anymore? So is there is there any way to fix it? Because I've got a couple ideas. Man, I I think there's got to be a way. I I don't really know if I have any ideas on how. I think maybe bringing in some some other players, like maybe bring in some of these G League guys to yep. compete. Maybe bring in. Uh, I don't know. Maybe throw in like some of the top college recruits or something. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I really don't think that these NBA players care at all about. It. No, and the idea of an All Star game is so antiquated. Yeah. Because it goes back to you know the days when you couldn't really watch them on TV very much, and it right. was they all you know you're seeing all of them together. Like now, it's so easy to find you know online and, yeah. and whatnot. You, there's so much access that. It's just basically irrelevant. It's not this. It doesn't mean as much. And the players, you know, don't nobody. They don't want to get hurt. Their teams don't want them to get hurt. So there's no incentive to. Nobody wants them to play hard except the fans. Yeah. Nobody cares really what the unfortunately what the fans think. Right. But I, I think the key is, and if you watch the um, 
the rising stars on the Friday night. What they've done with that, where it's a little kind of you split them up into smaller teams and you're playing those kind of those three games, two to 40 and then one to 25. If you can split teams up that way, and the, the highlight in watching that was watching the G League team yeah. just play their asses off. And I think if you can find a way to incorporate what I'd love to see, what I would love to see is G League All Stars versus NBA All Stars. Yeah, because yeah, you know good. the G League guys would bring it, mm-hmm. and then the NBA guys would have to bring it so they don't get embarrassed, right? right? But I don't think they'll ever agree to that, no. right? Because if you're an NBA guy, there's nothing to gain from that, right, right? Right? Either you win like you're supposed to, or you are the guys that lost to the G Leaguers. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if you can have these little pods of teams, I think that it, it, the, this shouldn't be a 48-minute game, y'all, is what I'm getting at. Is It's just so boring, but if you can break it up a little bit, have smaller games, you know, smaller teams, maybe have a G League team, an NBA team, I, I think you, I think there's something in that that you can, you can work around it and make it into smaller games, and there's something there. The other thing is for the uh, – I think there's a real chance to uh, overhaul Saturday night, and I think they're on to the right – path with the uh, Sabrina versus Steph shootout because that was cool to see and they had now what I would like to see is going back to G League guys for the uh, for the different events in the uh, in the skills challenge uh, if you have you have an NBA you have maybe a host city their top NBA guys you have a WNBA team and then you have a G League team and going against each other as opposed to just three different teams of all NBA guys. I think there's going to be a little more juice to it because especially the WNBA players, the G League mm-hmm. guys are really going to bring it to mm-hmm. try to, to try to beat the NBA guys. So I would love to see and it's not a real game. It's, you know, it's, you know, passing competitions, obstacle course, that kind of thing, but I think that that would be really cool. Uh and it gets exposure to the right. to the WNBA players, the G League players cuz that I mean, honestly, that's the biggest thing for me is watching those G League guys on the big stage. Yeah. Right? Cuz those are the yeah. guys you don't get to see all the time. You know, the NBA guys, you see them every night. So I I think that's a key is that we got to figure out a way to get the other leagues involved in this, get them added exposure, and I think it'll just make the product better. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So I think you're very much on to something there. And then I've said it, I say it year after year, but the way to fix the uh, dunk contest is mascots. The mascots (laughs) need to be dunking, not people. Because we've run out, we've clearly run out of ideas for for people to do. But if you open it up to mascots, you got to, you got, you're right back at the drawing board, right? You can start over and and you can go for another 50 years before you have to come up with another like AI robots or something that can do it. Yeah. Um, So I think that's how you fix the dunk contest is just have a bunch of mascots down there. Just, you know, get some trampolines, get some ramps, get, you know, rings of fire, get get something. And and, and they're in the suit, so they've got a little more padding, right? So you don't have to worry about the, the injury risk as much. All right. Question number two. Question number two is. How far can the Warriors go? Yeah, they're not dead yet, Sam. It looked, uh, you know, earlier on in this year like the Warriors dynasty was kind of waning, and now all of a sudden they've won eight of their last ten games. They are right now securely in the uh, play-in at the uh, at the tenth seed. They're kind of knocking at the door of trying to. They're four out right now of the top six. Um, what is this team ceiling this year? Because it, it looked like, you know. Maybe back into the play-in was their ceiling, and now, I mean, do they have a realistic chance to to make another run and, I don't know, 
get to the Western Conference Finals again. You know, I actually kind of think they do. Um, they look like they're starting to turn it on at the right point of the year. They look more like the Warriors we're used to seeing. Steve Kerr, to his credit, has done a really nice job tweaking their lineups and figuring out how to how to use his guys best. Uh, Kaminga looks great for this team now. He's figuring out, you know, Clay coming off the bench is really working out well. I feel like we're seeing more of what we're used to seeing from Clay in years past. So, I don't know. This this feels very reminiscent of these Miami te- Heat teams that made the finals. So, I'd, I'd say Western Conference Finals is, is probably, you know, a, a semi-realistic goal for this team. I don't know that we're seeing them get to the finals and beat a team like the Denver Nuggets or even the Timberwolves or the Thunder in seven, but... I think they could make some noise. I could see them beating a lot of these other teams in seven games. Steven? So part two of this question is, do you think that Draymond Green's activities got the team fired up? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Um, And I think just the fact that they were kind of being written off also uh, got to them. These guys that have won a lot of games, they've won championships, and they aren't quite ready to, to to call it a run yet. And so, and I think this is kind of the perfect year too, Sam, that you kind of touched on where the, the top teams feel like they shouldn't be the top teams, right? right. The Thunder right. and the and the Wolves, and neither one of them have a lot of playoff experience. You know, and you've obviously got the Nuggets, and they're going to be the favorite. The Clippers have been really good, but the playoffs are a different animal. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what we're going to see there. The Suns have been up and down, you right? I don't know what to make of the Pelicans. The Kings have been disappointing this year. You got the Mavs, Lakers. They've got their own set of issues. Um, I just think there's there is definitely a path there for in a in a year when there's a lot of uncertainty to have that experience and that you've been there, you've done that year after year. I think that's really going to help the Warriors this year as opposed to these other teams when it comes to when the lights get the brightest, they know what to do and you expect them to show up. Yeah. And I don't know that you can say that about a bunch of these other teams out there. Um, so I think that's really what they have going for them. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a little run and found themselves in as far as the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they finish out the year. They have got about 25 games left right now. They're just two games over 500. But for a lot of the year, they were a lottery team, right, because the Blazers own their, own their pick next year. It was looking like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to get two, you know, possibly even top – eight picks or so and now all of a sudden it's looking like maybe that's not going to be a lottery pick after all question number three question number three is how do you grade the clippers new look yeah the uh the clippers are trying something well they are going to be trying something different sam coming up uh coming up next year as they are changing up their logo a little bit from the extremely boring logo they have now which is uh lac in like a little box and then in a basketball um, very bland, but now they've got a little uh, little boat they're bringing back, uh, the Clipper ship. Uh, that's is going to go with their new arena uh, in Inglewood, the new dome that they're building, kind of seeking to really break away from anything Laker related, right? Uh, at the in not sharing arena anymore. Uh, what do you, what do you make of this uh, design? I mean, the the actual logo is pretty cheesy. <laughs> it's it's. It, it feels like, uh, I don't know if you ever played like uh, in, in like 2K or like Madden when they have like the, 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 the pre-made yeah. created teams. Yeah. That's like kind of what it looks like. Um, I will say the jerseys that they've come out with, uh, 
I do like those. I like the look of the court. It looks like this arena is going to be pretty crazy looking. Um, I mean, I, I think they're they're on the right track yeah. to, to kind of shed this old identity that, like, when I see this logo still, their current logo, I still think of, like, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre right. Jordan. Yeah. Like, it's it's smart of them to move past that. They've gotten a new arena. Just do a total rebrand. I'm all for it. I'm all for teams changing it up. I wouldn't be surprised if they change it up again soon because I don't think this is a home run as far as the logo goes. No, but. I mean, it's a boat. I feel like you can yeah. do better than that, right? Maybe yeah. a side profile would have been better than having the boat coming at us. It's just... Yeah, because it does it does kind of look like a cruise ship, which yeah looks kind of cheesy. Looks like but... a carnival cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, you know you have Shaq popping up in the back. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, it could have been better. Right. Uh, Steven? it was I actually immediately thought of the love boat, <laughs> but but the thing the problem is is that they don't have a direct connection to the love boat. If they did, it would be brilliant, but they don't. Yeah. I mean, looking at their logo history, they have been incredibly bland for years. Yeah. So this is, believe it or not, this is the most imaginative they've been by yeah. a long shot in it's terms just of been their logo. basically a basketball It's, been, the whole it's time. been a ball with the word clipper. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it's been. So they're, they're not known for their ingenuity. Um, and this is a start. But, yeah. I, I'll take it. I, I, I'm always for a team just, like, trying something out. You know, sometimes it, it really doesn't work. I think Utah's rebrand really doesn't work. No, but I'm all yeah. for it because I was tired of seeing them run out the same jerseys every in that, like, the, the city jersey they repurposed, like, six years in a row or something. Right. Yeah, I'm all for it. Change yeah. it. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm all for just changing. Now, I wonder what this means for old uh, Hank the Condor, their mascot. Oh, get rid of him. Getting rid of Hank? I'm done. What you have a little boat captain that just wanders around? Honestly, probably what they'll do, they'll probably go the Blazers route and have two mascots. Two mascots. Because I don't, I think he's probably pretty beloved with their fan base because it is such a weird mascot. It's like you know the the Magic mascot. What do they call him? Like the thing or something like that? Or um, I can't remember. You talking about the Heat? Ah, uh, well, that's Birdie? a weird one too. No, I'm talking about the magic one, like the dragon that's got like the, like. Oh, the, that thing that yeah. was in the dunk contest with Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. Stu- uh, his name is Stuff the Stuff. Magic Dragon. Yeah, Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, it's it's fun to have a weird mascot, but I wouldn't be surprised if. They Except if it. it's uh, Douglas Fur, that's no longer yes, fun. That's yeah. well, that never was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was always a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's Chuck the Condor, not Chuck. Hank the Condor, okay. um, and he is he is weird looking. So yeah, maybe I I think we can get him a little captain to to walk around, maybe like a, a drunken old sea oh, captain. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get like Donald Sterling to walk, shuffle <laughs> around the arena in the captain's hat, hitting on people. <laughs> See what he's up to. How funny would that be? Do you want to talk about reincorporating the past and kind of bringing bringing some old faces oh my back? God, just have old Donald oh. show. <laughs> I would love to see that. I don't think the week would because he's banned for life. But oh my god, that would that might make me a Clippers fan. Oh wow. We'll see. Uh, Get the fans to, like, throw stuff at him (laughs) as he's walking by. This is his punishment. (laughs) Yeah, we're throwing fruit at Donald Sterling and shuffling around in a captain's hat as the new Clippers. Yeah, he can be, like, the villain mascot. mascot. The villain mascot. There you go. Like, we have our Douglas fur. They have, you know, they hated uh, Donald Sterling to to wander around. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. All right. What are you looking forward to this week, Sam? Uh, The Heat tonight, you know, they're a – 
they're a team that is kind of you don't know what to make of them, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the big question is which Heat team is going to show up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. As has been the case, the regular season for them has kind of been irrelevant when in trying to kind of forecast how they're going to be. Remember, this was a team that was in the play-in tournament mm-hmm. last year. Right now, they're just on the outside of that. They're actually right now sitting in sixth place, a game back of fifth with the uh, 76ers who predictably are in a bit of a free fall ever since yeah. Joel Embiid has been out as the uh, the upper tier of the East is kind of solidifying itself. You've got the uh, the Celtics by a mile, and then the, the Cavs, the Bucks, and the Knicks, that next group, and then you've got, you know, Sixers, Heat, Pacers after that, and then if you want to throw the Magic in there and – that's probably about it. After that, the yeah. Bulls and the Hawks are not going anywhere. Yeah. By the way, that's going to be that's going to be a terrible play. Well, oh, th- yeah. it's going to be you're going to have one decent game because right now it would be Pacers Magic, which would be all right. Yeah. 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 But then you'd have Bulls Hawks as your second play in game. That's really hard to watch. And it's probably going to be that because I don't the net, the Nets have completely fallen off and I don't think mm-hmm. anybody else is going to get there. You know, the Raptors aren't there. So that's probably that, that second Eastern play-in game is going to be Oof. a nightmare to watch. Yeah. But what do you make of the Heat? I I mean, right now they they've they've struggled immediately after the scary Terry trade, but now they've won yep. four in a row. Um, you know, is this a team that that should scare the likes of the of the Celtics out East? Yeah, I mean this this team, and just because of their history, should scare every team in the East because I think this is a team when when Jimmy Butler turns it on. And if they're all healthy, uh, I know Terry Rozier has missed some games recently. Yeah, I was going to say they, I'm not sure his status uh, for tonight. I don't know of his status, but their uh, their uh, winning is kind of coincided with him actually being out of the lineup. Right, right. right. Yeah, because I don't think Terry Rozier is actually that good of a basketball player. Surprise, surprise. Uh, been kind of hidden away on the Hornets, just doing whatever he wanted out there for a long time. Um, but, it's easier to look better on a bad team. Yeah, right? just put up those empty stats. And yeah. Then, Exactly. But I think Bam Adebayo has taken another step forward this year. Uh, I think Tyler Hero is is kind of your, he is your out question mark. Tonight. Yeah, he is out tonight. He's out tonight. Um, but this, this team lives and dies on Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, so it's all going to depend on how Jimmy Butler ramps up. Uh, he'll have an easy game tonight against the Blazers, so... We'll see if he puts You don't up think some they're going to come back with a with a renewed sense of hope after that. You don't think they're going to rise from the ashes after that they disaster might, of a game. They might try, the but Hornets? I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I hope we get at least a more competitive game than that. But who knows? I mean, it's it's hard to get much worse than that. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta assume tonight's going to be a little better. But yeah, I'd, I don't know. I'd be scared of this Heat team if I'm anybody in the East, just because you know what they're capable of. And then what are you looking for against the uh, the the two against Memphis? I just want to see more youth development. Yeah. Um, keep that's running. That's a game that you should be able to win. Exactly. With the guys exactly. that they've got. I mean, if you're playing Jeremy Grant's better than anybody they've got. I yeah. mean, they've got Jaron Jackson, but he's really the only right. guy that you're probably very familiar with Yeah. That I, if you're watching that team. I, I definitely want to see – more Chris Murray in all three of these games. I'm very encouraged by them actually giving him a, a meaningful spot in the rotation, and I would love for them to keep doing that because, again, as we've said for how many months now, this season is not about winning games. It's about developing your yeah. youth pieces. So and so far you them. haven't done any of that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're losing games and you're not developing, exactly. which is the worst-case scenario. you gotta you got to pick one, right? you got to pick a lane here, and right now they're just meandering down the, down the side of the road. Steven? Is there 
I know this is going to sound insane. I should probably put on the tinfoil hat music mm. for this, but is there any chance that Chauncey doesn't want to develop the youth because he's got a win now attitude to save his job? Oh, ooh. if that's his attitude, then man, yeah. he's doing a really bad job at it. <laughs> yeah. Then he's even worse than we thought. Uh, if, he's, if he's going <laughs> if he's all in trying, trying to, to win, win. Yeah. <laughs> this that is, is him really working. trying. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason they don't show his record when they introduce him as the coach on the TV broadcast. It still says three years in. I kid you not. It still says every time Chauncey Billups 2004 Finals MVP or 2005, uh-huh. whatever year it was. That's it. Yeah. Blazers coach, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't say his record because it's so bad that nobody wants to see it. I will say at the Timberwolves game I went to on uh, the first of the back-to-back against the Timberwolves that we had. Yeah. Uh, the crowd very audibly booed Chauncey Billups when he was announced. So th- the city is is slowly starting to turn against him. We'll see if that actually develops into him, but um, into him getting fired or anything. I doubt it will. His contract is crazy. Um, yeah, he's guaranteed through next year. Yeah, so, so we we're probably gonna write it out for one more year, and then maybe the team will be a little better by then, and we can actually try to be competitive who knows well tickets are still going for as little as three dollars we were unable to Ah. raise it any higher than that but we got it up a dollar so we'll take that uh quick programming note um we are actually winding down our run here on x-ray fm uh got a schedule change at work so i'll no longer be available on tuesdays so believe it or not uh with this group here myself steven and sam next week will be our final show and I'll be coming back uh, on the 19th to wrap things up. Hopefully get some guests in there to wrap one final bow on this. But, um, yeah, it's it's the end of an era, Sam. Yeah. We've been doing this for, for six years now, believe wow. it or not. It goes by wow. very quickly. Um, but we will have, after this, two more shows here on X-Ray FM. But uh, stay tuned. We're, we're, we're putting together podcasts. So we're going to be still going to be giving you your your blazer content but it'll be on a little bit of a different medium but i just want to thank everybody x-ray for for having us on all these years and thank both of you guys for for stepping up and and helping with this you know this is all volunteer so it's it's been a it's been a great run and a a great ride and uh looking forward to these final two shows giving it all we got so i just wanted to thank you guys for that and let everybody know and and again thank all the folks at x-ray and the listeners over the years for for being so supportive of us uh that is going to do it for us today we will be back at it better than ever um next week final show with the regular crew and then again there'll be one more episode on tuesday uh march 19th to wrap a final bow and we will be still hosting our uh uh, one more March Madness tournament. So uh, the, the, I still have a pair of socks because nobody, <laughs> for the last three years, nobody's uh, redeemed them. Red- uh, nobody's come forward as the winner. So we still got one more pair of socks to give away. So those could be yours. We'll see. Stay tuned for that. Uh, stick around. We got much more coming up on X Ray FM, Flying Saucer Safaris. It's next.